I'm Logan Crawford, and right now on Spotlight, we're delighted to welcome to the show a man by the name of Bob West, and he has written an amazing book that is called 20 Miles of Fence, Blueprint of a Cowboy. It's an engaging memoir that narrates his remarkable transition from architect to cowboy. This is a change you're going to want to know all about, because I think hidden inside all of us are cowboys waiting to be set free. I'd like to thank the team at Atticus Publishing for helping us put him in the spotlight today. And we ask viewers like you to support writers like him by subscribing to our show and by purchasing his wonderful book. The links are below this interview. Bob, great to see you here today on Spotlight. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Let's set the stage. You're living in Boulder, Colorado. A good life, beautiful place, making some coin, as we like to say. Uh, working as an architect, but uh, inside you was a cowboy ready to make a move, right? Right, exactly. I had a 35-year uh, career. This was sort of in the middle of it after I had uh, bought a almost bankrupt firm um, in Boulder in about 1986. Uh, I, along with some partners, grew that firm to the largest firm in the state of Colorado, and um, we uh, needed a break from my 60-hour weeks. My family and I, who owned a ranch, a little small ranch yet, about five acres in Boulder with two horses, were looking for a way to get the boys away from Nintendo, which was the new gaming device back then in, the, in about 1995. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted a weekend getaway to get them outside and, and uh, enjoy the outdoors. And you found it. Um, what was or what were the first few steps you took to make that transition from architect to cowboy to rancher? Well, it took about two years to actually find the ranch. We looked at probably 35 different uh, properties and we weren't really looking for a cattle ranch. We were just looking for an escape. The boys had had pretty much only seen me on TV at, at city council meetings getting some project approved. <laughs> and so what we did is we decided we needed something within a three-hour uh, radius of, of Boulder so we could get to it on weekends. And uh, a long search ended up, by accident, buying a cattle ranch in Wyoming, 3,200 acres with 600 acres of BLM. So quite a large uh, cattle ranch with, with 150 cows. It was a cow-calf operation. And I had never known anything about cattle before. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Did you know anything about this? So you buy this ranch, which is a large operation, which is a cattle ranch. Cows are raised for slaughter, basically. What we did was raise calves and then sell them to people that would build them up uh, in feedlots and such and then send them to market. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um so you had to do some on-the-job training. Was there somebody there to show you the ropes? How did you learn to be a rancher? Thank, thank goodness the uh, the owner of the ranch, who was 80 years old, a guy named Dick Morrison. I, I changed his name in the book. Wonderful guy. Uh, he stayed on for a year, thank goodness, and taught me how to become a cowboy. And without him, we would have had a disaster. Amazing. Amazing. So you moved to Colorado, you moved to Wyoming from Colorado. You're on this huge ranch now. You're doing 
a profession that you really know nothing about. The wife and kids, are they supportive? Are they down with this? Are they like, dad, why'd you get us away from Boulder and our friends and all that? Well, we still stayed in Boulder. Um, so I would put in our 60 hours, uh, my 60 hour work week, the boys would go to school. We'd pack up on Friday afternoon and we'd get up to the ranch and come home on midnight on Sunday night. And we did this for 10 years. Wow. Wow. And at what point did this ranch become profitable to you? Um, it, it really is a tough business and uh, learning the business the way we did, it was, it was very difficult. We had to put a lot of money into the ranch. It was pretty dilapidated when we got there. Um, and so we, we started making money towards the end of owning it. Yeah. Um, interesting story. The rancher and his wife had, had owned the ranch for almost 70 years and they could not buy a Thanksgiving dinner the week we bought the ranch. So when we came in, they were in that kind of stead. He had had a heart attack and his son and daughter did not want the ranch to carry on. So he had to sell it. So it was a very difficult thing for him being on that ranch for as long as he had been. And, and um, thank goodness he was able to stay for a year and teach me the ropes. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, obviously, he's a person who touched your life, changed your life, and you'll be grateful and remember him always. Um, was this all you dreamed of? Yes. Uh, you know, when I was young, my, my grandfather had a farm um, and I used to ride ponies on his farm uh, here in Denver. Course, it was absorbed by the urban sprawl of Denver over time. Right. And um, and so it was somewhat something I wanted to do. But I must say, you know, we were thrust into this and it ended up changing my life entirely. Hmm. The experiences um, with with the locals learning how to become a cowboy, the amazing uh, nature. Uh, the amazing time with nature and how nature affected our everyday actions and what we needed to do. The clash of culture between Boulder, Colorado and Wheatland, Wyoming was incredible. Uh, the differences between the two, two uh, ways of life. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, you're now not only responsible for your wife and children, you're also responsible for X number of heads of cattle, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and of course, there's always very difficult times right now in Wheatland, Wyoming. It's about 10 below zero. The snow's, you know, coming down hard and you've got cattle out there that you have to take care of. So it's it's definitely uh, a different life than, than, you know, the easy life that you actually have in a city. Amazing. Yeah, it is. I mean, like you said, you're taking on a lot to do this. You want to get back to nature. Um, but you did it on a much larger scale than I think you ever even imagined, right? That's, that's correct. Yeah. Um, it was a, a very large ranch. It would take you the entire day to ride around their perimeter. Thus the name 20 miles of fence. Exactly. Exactly. Amazing. Are you retired from ranching now? No, um, I'm not going to to talk too much about the book because I want you to read it, but sure. I ended up uh, actually getting a divorce and 
um, I ended up with another ranch in Livermore, Colorado, a lot smaller. We're raising Scottish Highland cattle, which mm -hmm. are those hippie, hairy cows with horns that everybody has fallen in love with. And their <laughs> pictures are all over their houses now. Yeah. And so we raise those on this ranch. And uh, I've retired from architecture. I still do a little bit of work here, uh, but nothing like I used to do um, with the major work that I did in Boulder. What was it like for you writing this book? Was it a good trip down memory lane? It was a good trip. Uh, part of the reason I wrote it was a little bit of the heartache of losing the ranch um, due to the divorce. Mm. Um, I had a co-writer, Janet Fogg, who had experience in writing, and she was my CFO at Oz Architecture, the firm, and she she had retired and written 10 books, and she mm. helped me write this book out of journals that I kept over the 10-year period. Unfortunately, this, this book came out and was published uh, March 2023. She, she died right after that, a, a, a serious battle with cancer that she fought gallantly. And so that's a very difficult uh, part of this. But it's one of the reasons that I'm uh, promoting the book so much. She's an excellent writer and helped me tremendously in getting this book done. Yeah. Well, that's tragic that she died. Um, it's nice that she's memorialized now with your book um, and her words live on as well as yours, of course. Um, it is quite a journey to go from a guy in Boulder with uh, two horses to a guy who owns a giant cattle ranch. What advice would you give to someone who is thinking about making that change, who's listening to that voice in the head said, I'm, I'm tired of being tied to a desk. I want to do something that's real and impactful. What advice would you give to them? Well, if you're going to become a rancher, you definitely have to have someone that guides you through the experience. You can't just uh, become a rancher. You should watch Yellowstone and City Slickers because <laughs> that's a lot of what this is about, but a combination of the two. Um, also, you probably need a fair amount of money. Yeah. Um, it's not something that you can go into um, without some capital, uh, but you end up uh, doing pretty well. Ranches and land are very valuable, particularly in the West right now. Mm. And if you can hold on to those properties for a period like I did, then you do quite well when you end up selling the ranch um, at the end of the uh experience. The experience is like nothing you can imagine. Yeah. Um, Jan Janet wrote these words and I'll, I'll, this is part of our epilogue. I think this really describes this really well. How, how do you describe the utter vastness of the Wyoming prairie, the smell, the clarity of the air, the inability to judge distance, the solitude, where you can hear the sunset? Hmm. Beautiful, beautiful words, a remarkable life you have led and are still leading. Um, it's inspirational. It really is. Bob West has written a terrific book that might help you change gears in your own life. It's called 20 Miles Against Blueprint of a Cowboy. It's his engaging memoir where he went from being an architect in Colorado to being a real life cowboy and running a huge ranch. Quite a story, epic. I think it would be a great film as well, as a matter of fact. Bob, thank you so much for joining us here today on Spotlight. Thank you very much. My Enjoy pleasure. 
I enjoyed speaking with you. And to the folks at home, I'm Logan Crawford, thanking you for your time this time. Until next time on Spotlight.